All right, this is Ricky. And this is Brendan. And you're listening to A Gentleman's Disagreement. What I wouldn't give for the hope I used to find in a case of lion's head. Folks of different minds, because even though it did not share the pains we share, that American ideal friends made over arguments in an early morning buzz. Need an early morning buzz. All right, Brendan, it is Sunday, October 22nd. Um, I just got back from uh, watching the, the New England Patriots out at a bar today, and <laughs> surprise, wow. surprise, yeah. they won a game. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't wasn't like like in the old days. I just had some buffalo wings and one Bud Light, but um, I was able to enjoy a Patriots victory, which has been a long time coming. They got my head in a blender this season, like... For so for years, decades, it was you always knew that they would make the clutch play and they would come through. And then this year, it's been the exact opposite. So when they, when the Bills scored with two minutes left, I was like, "This is exactly what I expected." And even when we're down there at the ten, I was like, "Max probably going to throw an interception," but then he didn't. And so that was kind of a pleasant like. For all those years, it was shocking when the Patriots didn't come through, and now it's kind of shocking when they do. And and again. Part of me was kind of resigned to like, let's get a top five pick and let's give give me an elite talent. We clearly need more of those on the team, whether it's a wide receiver or a left tackle or whatever. But then you can't help. I don't know. This is probably what other fan bases have been dealing with for years. Like in the game, you can't help but root for them. And so, yeah, of course, I was I was happy that we finally got a win. Yeah, it, I mean, it felt well. I, at, at one point, it felt like Patriots of old, and then there was that. We threw an interception towards the end of the game. We let them come back, and then it all uh, then it felt like Patriots of this season. And then uh, we had a little. There was a little magic left in the tank. So yeah, well we'll see. I mean, positive spin, Ricky. As you know, I like to do glass half full. Is when they win, I'm very happy, and that's great. And you're like, all right, we still got a chance. And if they lose, I'm like, well, this isn't really the season anyway. We've been really unlucky, and we can get a high draft pick. So no matter what happens, you know, we can we can count it as a win. Oh, my eternal optimist. <laughs> well, all right. What are we talking about this well, week? Well, we're going to stick with the local theme. And this is a really fun episode for us. One of our very best friends, Brandon Ward, is running for city council in the city of Framingham here in Massachusetts. The Framingham is, I believe, the 14th largest uh, city here in Massachusetts, city of about 75,000. And he is running for a seat, as I said, on, on the city council. And he's going to come and, and join us and talk about Framingham in general, why he decided to run, his experience campaigning, and while this is very particular to Brando and, and Framingham, I think there's a lot of lessons here to anybody that's interested in local politics. And so while we hope there are a lot of people from Massachusetts, from Framingham that listen to this, even if you are not from those places, I think listening to Brando's experience will be enlightening and hopefully a little bit inspiring. I think, I think it will be for us. We are really i think at least i'm very inspired by him and what he's been doing so i'm, I'm really excited that he's joining us tonight yeah uh brando is one of those guys that like back in the day would also dabble in uh, <laughs> in our in our late night debate yeah. so it's it's fitting that we get to have him here as yeah, our no, first in person uh guest that's a really good point right it's it's I don't think people are shocked when they're like, oh, Brendan and Ricky have a podcast now, and oh, Brendan's running for office. <laughs> like These are the three guys that were doing this stuff. But it's a very different forum. So we, again, very excited to, 
to have him on, and uh, we hope people enjoy sticking with the local theme. This podcast is brought to you by the hardworking local craftsmen at Cannon Hill Woodworking. They've been building handcrafted high-end tape, custom tables and desks in Boston since 2018. That's Cannon with two ends. You can check them out on Instagram or visit them online at www.cannonhillwood.com. Ricky Brando's been out there knocking doors for months now, trying to make new friends, meet new people. What does a palm tree say when they're meeting new people? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'm getting more and more lost with every one of these. Let's be Franz. I don't even, I didn't even follow that one. Like the palm tree has fronds. Those are like the. That's what those are called? Those are, those are no, called. I would never you need have to get known up that. on your I never would have known that. All right. Well, uh, let's get on to bigger and better things and bring Brando on. All right. We are now incredibly excited to welcome our very good friend, Brandon Ward, onto the program. It was funny. Because normally when guests come onto the program, I have a whole bio pulled up for them. And I was like, oh, I can just give Brando's bio top of my head. I mean, I know him that well. But then I thought, no, I should actually give him a legitimate bio for, for all of the people that don't know him. So the reason that Brandon is on the program today is because he is running for city council in Framingham. Uh, Brandon is a longtime Framingham resident, went to Framingham High School and then on to Trinity College, which is where he and I and, and he and Ricky became friends. Uh, but he currently serves as a school committee member for the South Middlesex Regional Vocational Technical School. Keefe Tech uh, is a much easier way to say that. Uh, he serves on the boards of Downtown Framingham, Inc. and Friends of Saxonville, where he's the board president. And he also serves as a mentor through Framingham High School's Maisie Mentoring Program. For Professionally, Brando currently serves as the executive director of Leadership Metro West, which is a Framingham-based nonprofit dedicated to training and supporting community leaders. Prior to that, Brando worked at the Harvard Kennedy School's uh, public, uh, Center for Public Leadership, where he facilitated leadership trainings for graduate students who were committed to public service and social justice. He also has worked at the Shorenstein Center on Media, Politics, and Public Policy as a faculty assistant to former Canadian politician Michael Ignatia. There you go. Uh, and at the international development nonprofit BRAC USA as the special assistant to the CEO. And prior to that, he worked. Uh, for U.S. Senator um, Joe Lieberman. Brando, super excited to have you here. Wow, what an introduction. No, I mean, <laughs> what a guy. You know? Our- this, this is why I went into the actual bio, because I would have been like, uh, Brando is one of the best people I know, went to Trinity together, has been in bu- public service and government politics his whole life, but I, I feel like the official bio is, is even better. Yeah, and I'm sure all the media interviews will be this friendly. So. <laughs> Yeah, the first, first of many, I hope. And Ricky, I, I was thinking this is our first time that we have had an in-person guest. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. milestone for Privileged. the podcast. Yeah, definitely. no, this is, this is a big thing for the podcast. So uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, we wanted Brando here because Ricky and I spent a lot of time talking about national politics and international politics and all of these sorts of things. But every once in a while, it's nice to return to local politics because as Ricky and I have kind of said all of the time that like local politics is really where things get done. And as much as it's fun and important to debate these national international topics, really the things that affect our lives the most often happen on the local level. And you're, you're someone that's currently running for a local position. So it's, again, he's running for city council of the city of Framingham here in Massachusetts. And 
granted, I feel like there are two people, two types of people listening to the program, people who know Framingham and people that don't, obviously. So for people that don't know anything about Framingham, why don't you just give a little overview of, of what Framingham is? Yeah. Um, so I would say um, Framingham is an incredible representation of what like real America looks like. It's why I love Framingham so much. It's an incredibly diverse place both in terms of uh, like race and ethnicity and religion, but also in terms of like socioeconomic. Um, there is people that are doing incredibly well. There are people that are doing um, incredibly not well, and there's everything in between. Um, and it's, it's a big city. It's um, in terms of, you know, suburbs of Boston, so about 75,000 people. And so um, there are issues that are affecting lots of people. Um, it's why I'm running to, to kind of have that impact. Um, and I'd say there's a lot of opportunity that the city has too. It's like smack dab in the middle of Boston yeah. and Worcester. Yeah. It's on the mass bike. It's on the commuter rail. It's, it's designed to, to be a, an important regional city. And so, yeah, there's a lot going for it. Okay. So that's for the people that didn't know Framingham, hopefully that's a pretty good overview for people that have a sense of what Framingham is. What about it? Do you really love what makes it so special for you? What does everyone who, who like, grew up in Framingham love so much about Framingham? Yeah, so you know other Framingham people, so you know there is a deep love for Framingham. Um, so, well, for me, it's, it's also personal. So, and part of that is in my, my own story. So I, I grew, uh, moved around a lot growing up. So my, um, my dad, just to be frank, is an alcoholic, and I don't know him. And so he left my family, and we moved around a lot when I was growing up following my mom's jobs. And we ended up in Framingham in the fourth, when I was in the fourth grade. And it was my third elementary school in three years, um, my third state in three years. I think at that point I had lived in like seven different houses or apartments. And so when I got to Framingham and Framingham st stuck, like um, there's probably something really Freudian or like, you know, um, within my own psychology about sure. why I love Framingham yeah. so much. Um, and um, I really found a home there. I found a community. I could tell you who my fourth grade teacher was, Mr. Fair, and my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Vidoclis. I could tell you like the, the first friends I met in fourth grade. And so um, the community embraced me and uh, I've never looked back. I think for other people that grew up in Framingham, it has to do a little bit with what I said around like what it means to um, grow up in a city that reflects what America is. Like there are, in, tons of incredible challenges about that, but there's also tons of incredible assets to it that you get an education about what's good in this country and what's not good in this country that you can't get just like reading in a book about mm -hmm. um, social justice or mm -hmm. economic development, that yeah. you have to like be in a classroom with people that are experiencing um, really different economic circumstances or treated in very different ways for very arbitrary and unfair reasons, uh, frankly, race or, um, uh, the country they were born in, because there is a really large immigrant population in Framingham, um, huge Brazilian population. Um, there is a, a growing Central American and Caribbean population in Framingham. So um, it's a it's, it's just a really diverse community that you um, yeah you learn a lot by living there. Well, that makes a ton of sense. So you, as I said earlier, grew up in Framingham for fourth grade on through for, through high school, obviously went to Trinity, you worked for Senator Lieberman in Hartford and then moved back to Boston. You and I got to live together for a few years. That was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> but then, so you went and you, you, you and your wife bought a, a house in Framingham. And was that, I guess in some ways to me, I never asked you this, but it always kind of seemed like inevitable. But for, for you, was that always the plan or is that just how it worked out? 
Yeah, and just to go back quickly, I was joking with Ricky that this is a very different Southie Sunday than we, <laughs> than we used to have when we were living together. Well, that's right good. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> no, we're, 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 we're much more mature individuals <laughs> yeah. now. Um, yeah, this is actually kind of a funny story slash sticking point because when me and Lindsay decided to move out of Boston, we were looking like in the entire Metro West area. She's from Holliston, so that's it's a community that we're familiar with, and we were looking looking at houses in Framingham, but also at houses in Natick and Ashland and Marlboro, that like that whole general vicinity. And we found a house in Ashland that we we both were like, wow, this this could be our house. And I had this like come to Jesus moment where I was like, ooh, I think I think it might have to be framing. <laughs> and so uh, I took a I took a little slack from that from Lindsay for yeah. a little while. But Part of the reason it had to be Framingham is, you know, all all that I just said mm -hmm. about like the school system, about the community, um, but also to be frank, like there was a lot of opportunities that would only be present and available for me in Framingham um, from a career and impact standpoint yeah. that wouldn't be available in other places, yeah. and so that was something I was thinking about too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think when you're looking for places to live, you don't know what like, you know or don't know until you start to see places. And maybe sometimes it's like, oh, I really realized that I need some outdoor space. And for Breno, it's like, oh, I really need to live in front of you. Lindsay's like, why didn't you tell me that when we started this? I'm sure. Uh, but so when when you go through your bio, Brendo, and for people that know you, I think it seems like this was not only you moving back to Framingham being inevitable, but you running for office kind of inevitable. Like you, all of the experience that, is, that I, I listed, it just seems like you've been doing government and public service work your entire adult life. Same sort of question. Did it also feel inevitable for you? Or what was the point for you that you decided, no, I think this is, I, I want to do this and run for office? Mm. So... I think I'm someone who believes a lot in like the power in government of government, like what government can do, and that there's like a real um, um, that there's like a mission that government um, that, that, that like, that's like bigger than yourself. That's really uh, enticing to be a part of that. Um, and so, probably, I think in the back of my mind, there was always something that was like at some point I'm going to run for something. Mm -hmm. And so, like what that was, or where that was, or um, what level was probably an outstanding question. And I think as with anything in life, it, it's about an opportunity. And so like there was an opportunity that presented itself this year where the current city councilor for my district in Framingham, who someone I respect and admire and has done a lot of good work, decided for uh, family reasons he wasn't going to run for re-election. And so they've created this like, hmm, like this is a really interesting opportunity. I was also in the process of switching jobs to be more present in Framingham. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the stars kind of all aligned at the same time in a way that was like really, um, yeah, exciting. Yeah, the, the timing is interesting. Obviously, the opportunity kind of opened itself up, but you and Lindsay are expecting your first child. So like, <laughs> yes, I, I'm curious, kind of, A, how did that conversation go with Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm just choosing now to start on the campaign. Oh, great. But also, yeah, yeah how, how has that been kind of balancing uh, kind of getting ready for this next chapter and, and sort of thinking about li work life and then obviously public life, but your family as well. We had on um, a former governor of Massachusetts who was pregnant during uh, during her term. And that was it was just a really interesting question, obviously very different for her than it will be for you. But still um, something I'm sure that you've you've wrestled with. Yeah. So. 
obviously Lindsay was like the first person I brought this idea to. I'm like, hey, like I'm thinking about this idea. Like, what are your thoughts? Um, and she was like very gung ho and actually supportive. She's like, this is kind of what you've like, yeah. like been like leading towards. Right. Like, this is the chance. Like, this is what this is what you've been working for, or working hard for. Now, if you ask her today in this very <laughs> moment, I don't think she would be as in favor. And that's because it's, it, it is a time suck. Like, yeah. especially campaigning is just a huge time suck. Um, and not, I don't say that in like a bad way, but like to actually do it right and to have like meaningful conversations with people, you just have to constantly be putting yourself in public situations, going to events, knocking on doors. And so it, and, and, and it's, it's very time constrained. Like there's an end date. And so you're like, it's almost like cramming for a test. You're like, I have to, like, I have to do as much as I can right now to make sure that I'm ready on test day. And I'm not, it's not like I'm running for, um, president where like I get like a weekly Quinnipiac poll that shows me like how I'm doing and I can like alter my strategy. I have no idea like how, what my opponent is doing for the most part. I have no idea like how, how I'm resonating with voters. Mm -hmm. And so there's this, you know. As anyone who's like um, not a perfectionist, but someone who's very Type A, it's like okay, I gotta like I gotta keep going, and so it's that's definitely been a challenging part. And I, I was actually joking with Ricky earlier today that like for a couple hours today, I was like prepping our nursery, like I was like sanding the walls yeah. and like you know getting ready to paint. And it's because Lindsay was literally like, like dude, you have all this time to knock on doors, you don't have to, you don't have even two hours to get this nursery ready, so. Um, it's a challenge. It's a huge challenge, and it's one that I think I'll need to need to get better at, to be honest. Because um, I do, I have a, a son coming that I'm incredibly excited uh, excited for, yeah. and to to start that phase of my life too. Yeah, no, super exciting time in the in the Ward household. I want to get more into like the nitty gritty of campaigning in a minute, but one other question that I think as we've kind of gotten to this age, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, is Sure, like you have all of this experience in policy and politics and government, but there's still a sense, at least for me, of like me, like I'm <laughs> I'm the one that's going to be the one. And sometimes I look at these some of these people who Just are look, serving. Look on, around who are no, the adults? In no, the I know, right? You look at like the Boston City Council or even some of like our Congress people, and you you're like, are you qualified to do this? So I guess like how did did you have that conversation with yourself, and then how did you feel like? Yeah, you know, I, I am ready for this. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really good question because, you know, I've been in some of those places or like rooms, like off, like working for a senator, Joe Lieberman is like right out of undergrad, like <laughs> one of those um, moments for me because, you know, I was literally like 22, 23, like doing like scheduling his entire like Connecticut schedule to like support his, you know, his legislation. And, you know, your friends are the ones doing the legislation. And you're like, there's got to be someone who knows more about this than me. And um, I, I would say partially one of the reasons I'm running is because I do think I have like a lot of um, knowledge and skills and like professional experience. But like, that's probably not what's most important about me running for city council. What's most important is that like, I think I'm someone who's, who really listens to other people, mm-hmm. who's like willing to take ideas from people in the community. I'm someone who's, I think, relatively personable and is collaborative and willing to, um, yeah, be thoughtful about like, what is the middle ground here that's going to be the best outcome for um, our citizens. And then I also bring like a really, I think, unique, like, story that like informs what my values are and so the fact that like um 
my family was uprooted so early because of um, my um, my father being an alcoholic. The fact that I was um, I'm the oldest of of three boys, like having to play that role with my younger brothers. Um, the fact that I was raised also by my stepfather, who as like um, a black man in America, um, I got to witness through. I mean, I'm not speaking for his experience, but like my experience watching him um, have to operate in our society in a way that's you know. Uh, really challenging and so like those are all experiences and that I'm bringing to the table that I I think are important and I would say ultimately at the end of the day if you like lined up everyone in district two in Framingham like am I the best person for the job probably not but like it does take a, a specific type of person who's like one like really passionate and interested yeah. in doing this work and who wants to do it yeah. to to do it and so um at the end of the day, like not many, you know, it's an open seat because the current city councilor isn't running for re-election, mm -hmm. and only two people put their name in, and so um, I think that's maybe more of a reflection on people not wanting to open themselves up to not only a thankless job, but also like even in like a city like Framingham, which is like you know we're not like United States senators, there is still like a very vibrant like Facebook like culture around like chiming in on city issues and it's because yeah. it, it's it it is what affects people's lives right. and they have every right to chime in on it but like that's an aspect of like being a local uh, city official yeah so local politics is so different than national politics and i think maybe you kind of answered this question but are you when you put forth your candidacy were there issues you highlighted of like here are the things i want to run on or was it more, I'm just going to go out there and listen and people are going to kind of tell me what the issues are? Or is it more kind of what you were saying is that I think I have the right personality and temperament and experience to be good at this job, no matter what issues come up during my time here? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would say it's probably like a mix of all yeah, of those things. Yeah. Like there are things that I am like particularly passionate about that like I'm excited to like represent on, on the city council. So it's like, I'm really excited to like be a champion and advocate for education and not just like our public schools, but also like our vocational yeah. technical schools yeah. and honestly, any professional development um, options that are available to people in our community to give them different pathways to, you know, live successful, meaningful lives where they, they have wages that can support a family. Um, I am really passionate about like protecting and supporting quality of life improvements in the city. So open space, so like bike trails, hiking trails, parks, all that stuff is stuff like work I've been doing just through like different avenues. Um, and then also ultimately like Framingham is a community that I spoke about being like very diverse socioeconomically. I, I think as with many places in greater Boston is running the risk of not being so anymore. Yeah. So like having access to public transit, having access to affordable housing, those are all things that I'm um, excited to, to champion as well. Um, and so those are the kind of the things that like I was, you know, thinking about, like, you know, why, um, why I would want to run and what, what I would be able to do. And then ultimately, like I spoke about, like, you know, not a lot of people step up is there's always like, you know, before you see your opponent who I, you know, I've met, I've had a chance to speak with, he, speak with, he's a very nice uh, guy. And I think he would do a great job in this role, but like, before you run, you're like, okay, like who could potentially be in this role? And like, would I like what they would do? Yeah. Would they make the same decisions I would make? Yeah. And so um, that's always like an unknown that you're kind of scared about. If like, you're like, if I don't step up, it's who will, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that, for me would always be the, 
the like the two sides of the coin is it am i doing this because i I worry about the job that someone else would do if i'm not there or am i doing this because there's like something very specific that i want to achieve that i think that i i have the those unique abilities to to do um and i think the way that you've phrased it kind of being able to do both as actually like a really good impetus for a campaign i mean i think some of us, including myself, me, me mostly, <laughs> just not actually that familiar with what sort of powers do city councilors have and like kind of where, uh, kind of specifically, are you hoping, you know, first 90 days, 120 days kind of thing. What are you doing that, on day one? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing for the people here, Brenda? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, there's like a whole lot that would fall within like a city council like purview. And so some of it is, you know, I would say you know, like overseeing the budget, like working with the mayor to make sure like department heads and different departments are operating in a way that is consistent with what you as a city councilor and like the city uh, are hoping for. You know, the city council is like the legislative body more or less of the city. So there are like ordinances. So like the city council in Framingham just passed a welcoming ordinance. Um, We just passed an ordinance that changes um, some of the, not changes the zoning, but allows for accessory dwelling units. So like, you know, more affordable housing to be built in the community. Um, And so there's stuff like that where like, you know, zoning, zoning is an issue that falls squarely within the city council. So like where, where can things be built and what can be built there? Um, But I think there are like lots of different ways where city council can have impact on like larger societal, you know, national issues. So you know, I was just mentioning before we got on that, like I did a, a climate change debate last night. So it's like, oh, so climate change, like what what are you talking about for climate change in Framingham? Yeah. But it's like some of the like really like um, direct actions people can take. Like when we were building public schools in Framingham, are we mandating that solar panels be put on top? Are we building EV charging ports in parking lots so that in city parking lots so that um, EVs are more accessible and affordable for people in our community? Um, are we setting high building standards um, because um, uh, build, Again, build, 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 yeah, yeah, building emissions are like 30% yeah. of the state's greenhouse gas emissions? And so other than transportation, building, um, building efficiency is, is a really important issue. And then there's like, you know, there's smaller niche stuff, you know, like, are we doing composting, like city supported composting? Um, are we, um, you know, prioritizing like environmental justice in our, in South Framingham, which is compared to North Framingham, very concrete heavy. Are we building, are we prioritizing parks? Are we building tree, putting trees along, um, on roadways, stuff like that. So you can impact, you know, national issues with these kind of like more direct actions with it, which is kind of like, um, exciting and enticing. Oh, that's very cool. And even though they seem very different in some ways, like local politics, it feels like traffic and trash. Like, I want to make sure, like, my life is functioning. Good. Eh. I was just going to say, and, and that, the, like, honestly, the things that, like, I hear the most about and that people care the most about are the things that, like, affect you on a day-to-day yeah. basis. Like, did, like, how long am I sitting in traffic outside of my house? Yeah. Are people speeding past my house? past my house when i um when i take my kid for a walk on the stroller are the sidewalks bumpy like these are the things that like actually affect people's day-to-day um and you know trash is like a i think you know a famous one like i think the that's like a new york mayor quote where it's like as long as you plow the roads and pick up the trash people are happy and there is a certain you know sense to that but like you know i'll go door to door and you know 
I'll like knock on some people's doors and they'll want to talk about like criminal justice yeah. or they'll want to talk about the budget. I'll knock on some people's doors and they'll be like, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of foxes around the neighborhood recently. Yeah. What are you going to do like, about that? <laughs> well, I'm like, okay. Someone's so, going to do something. Yeah. 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 So I was like, so what, what, what are you interested in? Like, yeah. do you want like them to be protected? Like, like yeah. do you want them to <laughs> get, get the gun? Yeah. I, I got to get to the bottom of what's going on here. Well, what do you want? You tell me. <laughs> yeah. So I guess how much that's, that's really interesting. How much does national politics affect what you're hearing and seeing on the ground? I mean, it definitely affects it to a certain extent. Like, you know, like I'll go knock on doors and Framingham is, um, the municipal elections aren't, um, political or partisan. Like mm. you can't, there's no party. I mean, I'm, I'm a party affiliated. I'm a registered Democrat, but it doesn't show up on the ballot. It doesn't show up anywhere. You don't, you know, it's, it's that's not the way it's designed, mm -hmm. but like I'll go to a door like I did today and someone will be like, are you party affiliated? I'll be like, Democrat. She was like, don't talk. To She's like, I don't need it. I, I know all I need to know. <laughs> I know all I need to know. I don't. You don't have my vote. And I'm like, I mean, I'm just like, okay, thanks for your time. You know, I move, move to, move, move right, to the next just one. Just keep cover, cover up your name and walk yeah. away. And hope she can't remember when she gets but, to the ballot. But I, I think people are just like, there's, there isn't. Um, like a, there is like a Framingham government channel and like access Framingham that, yeah. that you know stay on top of what, what's happening in the city. But as with everywhere in the world, people are mostly watching. CNN yeah, and yeah. Fox and yeah. MSNBC. And so that is, you know, part of the, the conversation. Yeah. I, I was going to say that I think that aspect of it is interesting. Just the idea that, you know, you get to the ballot and then there's no D or R next to your name, which is quite frankly, like when I'm like, if I'm going <laughs> to vote in for or a congressman or a senator, right, I, I know a good amount about the candidates. By the time I get to city councilor, often I don't know a ton, and so that's like an easy that's like an easy thing that I'm gonna default to. But here, kind of, yeah, I mean, I guess like, how, does that impact your strategy at all in terms of like how you're thinking about getting your messaging out there when people can't just see that Brandon Ward he's he's the Democrat running and you know I yeah. vote blue. Yeah, I mean, so so for many people, that is like an easy shorthand on like who I'm going to vote for. And there are, you know, there are ways that like I can, you know, allude to the fact that I'm a Democrat. Like I can I can write on my palm cards, which is like the lid I pass out at every door, yeah. that I'm a progressive leader. <laughs> and I can say that I'm endorsed by the Code, Framingham. Code words. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm endorsed by the Framingham Democratic Committee, which yeah, I am. Yeah, I can yeah. say that I'm endorsed by Progressive Metro West right. that like get to some of these things. And then also like just you, you can look at like, what I prioritize or like what my values are in, you know, through some of my choices and, you know, it'll lead to some of that. But like, as we were kind of talking about like trash pickup, like road <laughs> paving, road clearing, not they're not, yeah, they're, yeah. Some, some, there are a lot of stuff that city government does that isn't particularly partisan, yeah. but at the end of the day, like deciding how you're going to pay for some of that stuff and at what level you do it is ultimately like a, a taxing question yeah. and a budget question. Mm -hmm. And so there is certainly an element that is, involved in that like party wise sure so you touched on like what the campaign has been like generally but I'd, I'd be curious like what what does it mean to campaign for local politics it is the door knocking it is the events but if you can get more into like what that experience has been like for you and including like what are the parts that you've really enjoyed yeah, yeah. well i mean it's it's like an incredibly like surreal and weird experience <laughs> for, for yeah. one because um, as I'm sure both of you have, like I've worked on a lot of campaigns and like gone and knocked on doors and, you know, gone to like get out the vote events and done the fundraisers. 
and you're always, you know, like pitching someone else. Yeah. And so it's very weird and different to pitch yourself. And, you know, one of the re the things that really drove it home for me was like going to people's doors and be like, can you put like a big old sign on your lawn with my name on it? Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, like how, um, how highly do you think of yourself? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's um, so that, that's always like a little weird. I would say it's, it's a more intense process than maybe I was expecting going in. You've been super busy. Like everything. Like, you're doing something all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, and, I, and I've gotten advice from people. So like one of the, one of the things I got in terms of advice was um, do doors every day. Like yeah. every day you should be knocking on at least some doors. Yeah. So like, you know, maybe some days like that's, and I, and I haven't done that because that, that's a really tough thing to do yeah. is to like get out every day and knock on doors when you have a full-time job yeah. and you have all these <laughs> other things going on. But so you're just like constantly putting yourself in front of voters and you know there's different events you go to so like i mentioned there was like a climate change yeah. uh debate that would happen that was happening last night there was also like a community meeting that was happening that morning for um a neighborhood that i that i would hopefully represent around a proposed development going in and so there's like, just like constantly events like that where you know do you have to be at them no but like you really should if you're um wanting to be like be on top of the issues one and then also be like be the best version of yourself as a candidate yeah. because um, ultimately at the end of the day, you know, if I don't get elected, I want to at least feel like I did like everything in my power right. to, to make it happen. And so, um, and then the, I guess maybe the last thing I'll say, and maybe you guys can put uh, draw on any of these, any of these themes, if there's one you want to hear more about is that there is like a whole like political network that exists within even small communities, smaller communities like Framingham yeah. that like I personally was not as necessarily aware of before I got into this process in that, um, you know, there are cliques and there are, you know, you know, um, there's just like drama, like political drama that exists um, and that I'm like right now relatively immune to um, in a really good way because even though I grew up in Framingham, um, I've only moved back five years ago and I am, I am just a, I think, a genuinely or generally um, friendly person who doesn't, who's very conflict averse for the most part. I would generally and, endorse that. I yeah, think like yeah. a conflict is not my favorite. And so obviously there's times where like when there are things that are values based or something that's like a moral question where like conflict can't be avoided, but for the most part, I try to avoid that. And that's, that's a benefit for me so far in this campaign. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that element of it, like trying to differentiate sort of what your idea of like, all right, I'm going to run for office and here are my values. Yeah. And all I have to do is get people to hear my values right. and, it, and it will resonate because I believe so firmly in these things, but then, comes the like the sort of the it's I, reality of yeah politics, the, the reality of politics stuff, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. i mean we have it here in, in south boston like sure. the the folks that run our south boston community facebook page are also the ones that are at every abutters meeting about a new housing project they're also the ones that write letters to michael flynn and our other counselor all the time and so they're the ones that drive a lot of how I, how it feels like the city kind of like, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of thing. Um, but that's... Which yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah very yeah. real thing. 
And there's pros and cons to that. Like, on the one hand, it's a credit to those people that are so invested in their neighborhoods or their cities that they want to be so involved. On the other hand, I do think it's daunting trying to enter that space as a younger person or someone that's not kind of grown up in that neighborhood is how do I break into this when it feels, like you said, even though you've in some ways been there your whole life, it's, in other ways, it's like, I feel like an outsider to this little group here. Yeah. Do you feel like, and maybe here's the question, do, do you feel like you've been able to run the campaign as you kind of intended to or have the way that issues have presented themselves or the way that kind of the local politics have unfolded to you have made you sort of change your strategy? Um, I would say that for the most part, I have run the, the campaign I wanted to. And I wouldn't say the thing that has gotten, gotten in the way of that has been either of the things you mentioned. I would say more it's just like the time. Yeah. Like finding the Twice. time to do yeah. like all the things like, you know, because I don't like, you know, yes, I, have, I actually have volunteers, like people that like, you know, that reach out to me. So like I had someone like a BC college student that reached out to me and be like, hey, do you want like help like knocking on doors? <laughs> yes, I was like, please. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I have uh, people within like the Framingham Democratic Party that like help cut turf, like, which is like, you know, the different routes you walk when you're yeah, knocking yeah. on doors, and, you know, to make sure, you know, it's when I first started, I was knocking on every door, but at a certain point time becomes, you know, it's just working short. Gotcha, yeah. And so like now it's like now I'm only knocking on doors to people that vote in municipal yeah. elections. Like if, yeah. you, if you don't have... You don't, so like, you know, you can, all this data like is public. Like, I don't know who you voted for, but I know if you voted in the last two municipal elections. Yeah. And so that's a pretty good indicator of whether you're gonna vote in this municipal election. So that's, you know, just t using your time wisely has definitely been something that's been something I've had to over, you know, keep an eye on. And I'd say the other, you know, big thing is that it just costs like a lot of money to do stuff. And so, you know, when I went, when I started to started this process, you know, I sat down with like some advisors and people in the community that I respected and they were like, you know, you should really try to, you know, shoot for like $8,000. Like if you can raise $8,000, then you can like do the stuff you'll probably want to do, which is like build, like pay for a website, like pay for lawn signs, pay for mailers, pay for like professional looking palm cards that when you go to a door, like, you know, and so, um, you got to like ask people for money. You got to go, you know, and, and some of this is like, I'm asking people that I, I think I already, I'm going to represent them and whether they pay for, whether they donate to my campaign or not, isn't going to indicate like whether or not I like, you know, support them and their causes. But like one of those groups that you go and meet with is like the union. So like, you know, I went and got the endorsement of the, the Framingham firefighters union. And then I went and got the endorsement of um, the carpenters union. And, you know, I've met with like other unions. And so, um, there is like an element of like, I would say like a roundabout way that you're like going about doing things. Like, you are like, so like, I'm like, okay. So like today I met with like the carpenters union and went through their interview process. I'm not really talking to voters right now, but like, I'm thinking in the long run, this is going to be like a helpful, helpful move for me. And, you know, I do support unions. I support like, you know, workers and giving people, you know, good paying jobs. So. Fair enough. So we are now, what? Win-win. Yeah. Uh, so we're just over two weeks out from the election now. Obviously, you said this is crunch time. If I imagine there are some people from Framingham that are going to listen to this, and certainly we hope that they you know, enjoyed what you had to say. Uh, but I imagine there's lots of people that are not from Framingham. And if those people wanted to learn more about you, wanted to support you either with uh, their time or uh, monetarily, 
When do you plug some things? Where could they go to find out some more things about you? Yeah, yeah. So the easiest way is to go to my website, which is uh, wardforframingham.com, which, you know, links to my Facebook where, you know, I try to keep people updated on what I'm doing on like a day-to-day weekly basis. Um, Links to my donation page if people want to donate. Um, Honestly, like you kind of mentioned it, like it is crunch time right now. So I'm pretty much doing, for those that want to like volunteer time, like I am doing events pretty much almost every day, if not um, like every day on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I'm or, or I'm organizing like two big days of action, one next Sunday, which I think is the 28th, October 28th, and then I'm doing one. Um, 29th, right? It's 29th is a Sunday. 29th is, is a Sunday. Yeah. And then maybe November 4th is the Saturday after that. That, that is that, yep. Yeah, so those, those are like, I'm like, you know, you do, and you're doing the things that like you would, you know, you see people do um for camp for campaigns and then you're like oh wow now i'm that person yeah, like you yeah. know having people go stand in like the intersection with yeah. the big signs with your yeah. name on it and um you know organizing big groups to go canvas and so doing all that stuff so if people want to you know learn more about me and or you know participate those are easy ways to do it great uh Thank you. We're very happy for you. Proud of you. Right, right? <laughs> Super proud. Ricky, is that, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn to say, that, can we give our first endorsement? Like, as, as yes, a podcast? Yes, okay. <laughs> that the, the Gentlemen's Disagreement Podcast officially endorses 100%. Brandon Ward for District 2, Framingham City Council. Uh, I think so. All right. A resounding endorsement. Okay. So I'm not only the Democratic candidate. Uh, <laughs> I'm the Gentleman's Disagreement <laughs> candidate. That's what people out there are looking for. Now I think you're, you're okay. all set. Well, I look forward to taking that photo right now and getting it up on the, <laughs> on the website. So. Uh, but no, seriously, thank you. for. I know you've been so busy, so we appreciate your time and uh, best of luck, obviously. Well, I appreciate you guys making this space. And um, yeah, it's just good to see both of you, too. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully in a month or so we'll have a city council. Award. Yeah, yeah exactly. I can, I can come back. For exactly. You tell somebody on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you, sir. All right. Well, that was fun. It's uh, it was fun. Yeah, it's just always fun yeah. when we get to have our our friends join us on the podcast. But even more so when they're doing very cool things. We're certainly, as you said, very proud of him for putting this together. But in many ways it wasn't um some some it's didn't come as a surprise it didn't but that's why i asked him that question about like how do you know that you're ready because in some ways ricky i still feel like that there's there's so much i don't know and even though i'm not that young i still feel like too young for these things but you look around and i think brendel was saying this he looked around and he was like yeah, I think I am qualified, uniquely qualified with my experiences and my education and my history. And and I think that's right. You know, he, he feels qualified for it. That That's kind of a cool thing to, to look around and it's not just some 35-year-old guy that's running for it. It's like our 35-year-old guy and he's ready. It's like almost as he was saying that Lindsay, his wife, said, like, it's almost like he was fit for this position. Yeah. No, I... I... I mean, obviously, we gave him our endorsement. That was a bit tongue in cheek, but like, I, I don't know that I could have think think of someone better for a role like this, other than someone who is sort of steeped in the history of Framingham. Did have an opportunity to kind of go out to Trinity and you know live elsewhere in Boston and get some ideas of things that he likes and things that he doesn't like, yeah. and then go back to his home hometown and and and. Uh, 
you know, see what kind of impact he can have. Right. And like he was saying, he's been doing this work anyway. And whether he gets elected or not, he's still going to be doing work to improve this community that he clearly loves and is so passionate about. And so this is just a different really vehicle for him to have like a greater impact in the community. And, you know, we're certainly rooting for him and hope people in Framingham and beyond support him these next few weeks. I will say, obviously, this is a very local, personal episode for us and for Brando. But if people are listening that have no connection to Brando or to Framingham, municipal elections are coming up all over the country in two weeks. And we hope that wherever you live, you do tune into them because Brando was saying, like, this is not a race where there's a presidential election or even in his case, like a mayoral election. And when city council is kind of the highest thing on the ballot, unfortunately, most times a lot of people just don't vote. And some of that is maybe conscious, but a lot of times it's unconscious. You're just not really aware that these elections are happening. But I can't emphasize enough that like this is the nitty gritty of like how things get done and government functions. And so we hope one, if you listened this long and had no connection to Brando or Framingham, thank you. We appreciate your support as always, but also to look in. We hope that everyone out there is looking into their own local elections and, and planning on, on voting in those elections in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think along those lines, um, just this idea that politicians, when they're looking at formulating their election strategy, they can get data on how many times you vote, right? And and it's, you know, I think for us, like our, the younger generation, which I will still include myself in, which I, I yeah, that's fair. yeah, that's fair, yeah. right? Under 40. So you know, oftentimes we're like, well, politicians aren't talking to us. They're talking to, you know, the boomers or whatever. And a big part about it is, well, that's who goes, that's who shows up at the polls. And it doesn't start necessarily with your first election, right? It's like, who's got the history of voting? Who do I know will vote, is likely to be engaged in politics, likely to, you know, have friends who vote, whatever, whatever. That's where I have to make sure that my messaging is tight and where, you know, if you're a politician that doesn't have a view on a specific issue where you can get your cues like, hey, this is going to be popular and it may not be actually that popular to everyone, but it's popular to the people who vote. And so that's why, um, I mean, for innumerable reasons, it's important that, you know, if you you have if you care at all, if you have an opinion about how <laughs> things are going, how how you want things to be, you have to take that take that time. Yeah, Brando was just telling us the story about how he's been knocking doors every day, and he knocked on one person's door, and he says, "Hi, I'm Brandon Ward. I'm running for city council." And the guy says, "Don't care," and slams the door shut. <laughs> he's like, "No, <laughs> sir, you should, you should care." No, he so, says, "I know you care right, because you, you vote." vote. <laughs> exactly. So we hope everyone out there does care and. And does go vote. Yeah. Huh? I think we can leave that one there. Till next time. Till next time, buddy. We stay up all night on Garner Avenue. Debating all the issues of the day No agenda, not yet Talking heads Running around till we forget where it was we began Some mornings you were away Some morning left your ego bruised But what I wouldn't give for 
Hope I used to find it a case of lion's head Folks of different minds Because even though we did not share The pains we share That American ideal Friends made over arguments In an early morning buzz Need an early morning buzz Learn the hard way But to those who would die upon that hill Quiet truth is better than rain Somewhere along the line We seem to have forgotten The value sometimes being wrong Some mornings you away Some morning let your ego bruise But what I wouldn't give For the hope I used to find In a case of lion's head And folks of different minds Because though we didn't share Opinions we share an American ideal Friends made over arguments And an early morning buzz I need an early morning buzz There's hope behind the bluster Cause though mainstream may not sell It's full of folks just like you and me When we have trouble seeing The human for the politics Trying to find a better way to disagree Some days you win Some days will leave your ego through But what I wouldn't give for Hope I used to find And chase the lion's head and folks of different minds Because though we did not share Opinions we share on that American ideal Friends made over arguments and an early morning buzz oh, What I wouldn't give for The hope I used to find In a case of lion's head Folks are different minds Because though we did not Share opinions We share that American ideal Friends made over arguments And an early morning buzz I need an early morning buzz